0: I'm Jeff Moran, executive pastor at Sugar Land Baptist Church. I just want to say congratulations to the 100th episode of Man Up. Someday, when I step up my game, I'll be a part as well. I also hope to be around when the 200th comes around. Good luck, guys.
2: 100th podcast. About 99 more than I expected. But they can handle the truth. Congratulations, Man Up group. And may you do 100 more. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> uh, whoa! Welcome. This is Man Up Podcast number one hundred. Woohoo Yeah, yeah, that's we're celebrating big time here, <laughs> and we're glad you're here. Where is here? Sound effect. Here, yeah, that's right. What's up, hey, we we don't. <laughs> <know. laughs> yeah, that's right. We spare no expense here. <clears throat> Where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang, put your finger down a little bit of luck, you'll be in the state of Texas, southeast corner of Texas is Houston. Southwest side is Sugar Land, and that's where we're at. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, our 100th podcast. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. We're on the spiritual journey, and this has been such an awesome experience for me. My name is Bill Cox. I'm the host. This is just an offshoot from the original Man Up Spiritual Oasis of Men Adult Bible Fellowship here at Sugarland Baptist Church. One of the reasons why we or me, I, and we're going to get some of the opinions of some of the fellows here, of why it is important is because, especially in this society, you're not able to talk religion freely. And although the stories may be the same as when you were a child, as a person ages, it takes on a different meaning and significance. And also, we put the man spin on it. And so I just wanted to go around, and I know many of you that are listening, you're regulars, and we certainly thank you. And what we wanna do is I just wanna go around the room and talk to the panel and let them just basically say, An overview of this podcast and what it's meant to them, if anything, (laughs) to be a part of this in honor of the 100th podcast of the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. Now you can see us, uh, you can hear us on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, we're also on Facebook at Man-Up and that's where you can post comments, get a hold of us. We have a website and I'm sure the professor when we get to him, uh, he's gonna give us the, the Twitter handle as well. So <clears throat> without any further ado, I wanna go ahead and just get a basic overview from the panel here. And we do have an esteemed panel. <coughs> First I want to introduce to you, he is a uh, world-class policy writer. However, he's also a professional gambler He's a regular, a great guy, Mr. Steve Titch.
3: Well, usually you go around and yes, I was. All. Yeah, was well, this was hundred. I was waiting different. for. You caught I, Steve my, off going. Okay, well then I then I will, will, I will. I
0: will. I will. Hang up and with it. <laughs> they they say practice makes perfect, so we're gonna have to do hundred and one. <laughs> so and okay. Uh, and next to him, he's a world class trainer. He's also our pretty much our class intellectual. It's Robert Koshu, who is here, also a regular. Uh, he's insurance guy, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But he's also our class deacon. That's he's wearing training. a pink tie to and the, he's
4: got you know, one of the sharpest tie ties you've ever
0: seen. He, he is a very Award, award just day. for uh, <laughs> He is he is Mr. Pink, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we also have an attorney. He's also a prosecutor, so he could defend you or he could throw you in the clink. And that is the judge, Mr. Michael Cropper, and a regular in the class and an occasional guest. Here at the podcast, a great guy. We even ha- named a rule after him, the Cooley Rule. Carrie Cooley is here as well. So now, Steve, would you <laughs> like to give your basic overview of just a couple of thoughts? <laughs> yes. Uh, you tired. Right. This, this has
5: been fun for one. This is, but uh, the conversation is really good, and it it really is an oasis in that there's a it's a chance to talk about things. I don't think I'd be talking about anywhere else with anybody else.
0: I, I would. Agree, I agree with
5: that. I, I come out every week uh, completely energized. It's it's a, it's a great midweek. We record this on Wednesdays. It's a great midweek break and refresher and energizer for me. It's 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 been it's been a blast, Professor. Yeah, I. This has been one of those things
4: that has been really interesting and unusual for me as we've gone through. Because I speak every day, but I do it from a corporate standpoint, from a leadership thing. And to take and apply some of that stuff to the spiritual world. And then it's really been fun for me because I teach the youth on Sundays. But I get to come in here and hang out with the adults on Wednesday (laughs) night.
6: It and act like a youth, and, and yeah. act like yeah. a
4: youth on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's what one of those that things one. that I'm kind of like Steve. The only the problem that I think we've had more often than not is we don't have enough time right. <laughs> to go through what it's we want to go through right, as we right. go into it.
2: Deacon Kyle, you know, in the day and age that we're in, manning up is uh, quite important. You know, um, a lot of times we're told to suppress some of those manly. Tendencies that we may have and uh, embrace the feminine side of the world and you know I, I can get a pedicure as well as the next guy I don't and wear, to, pink. I, I wear pink and wear pink that's right I, I demonstrate that often uh, you know but the way that a lot of the world is portrayed manliness is in violent movies and look at the games you know uh, Grand Theft Auto not to point any fingers in any particular one, but that one. Right. I mean, you're, you're stealing cars and running people over and running into bars. And, you know, it's, it's all mayhem. And that's what a lot of the world sees as manning up these days. And so to, to be able to get together with a group of guys and talk about God and learn and try and remember what being a man is actually about and what we're supposed to do, you know, uh, construction, sports, sweating, making noises, whatever that is, you know, (laughs) which we heard earlier in the the podcast here, Uh, you know, it's it's manning up for your family, friends, and, you know, your church.
0: You know, I don't know what we expected, and I'm going to go to a charter member (laughs) of the class who actually started it with me the judge and just uh, your impression of what this is interesting that
3: you should bring that up because that's that's the note i wrote uh, what caused me to want to come to this podcast was our class which we began bill you were kind of to take over the class and and not make me take
2: over. That's
3: leadership. That's, leadership, that's you know. right. That's right. right. And uh, uh, you took over the class, and there were two of us that started the class. And we and and the way Bill led the class, folks, is similar to what we're doing in the pod, podcast. We look at the scripture, we talk about it, we bring up things that that have, we've always wanted to talk about but never really challenged anybody on or, or, or talked about them. Uh, and that's issues that come to our minds that, that are generally our lesson doesn't talk about for the author of the lesson <laughs> doesn't talk about. So uh, I, when this chance, when you brought up the idea, Bill also came up with the idea of the podcast, I understand. And, and when he came up with the idea of doing this, I thought, you know what? The class is so good, I get so much from it, it couldn't help but be better to come to the podcast and it's just like what Robert and Steve said we dive deeper into the Word and we sometimes throw out things that again we have not, the author's not addressed in the book everyone's afraid to mention or <laughs> like doubting whether or not this really happened right right, and, and uh, the doubting whether or not the crucifixion of Christ we find out others have insecurities too about it and sometimes we're not always positive positive. and so it's great I, I think so it's been a great thing for me the podcast is to find out that other people feel sometimes the same way i do about certain issues in the bottom. so it has met every bit of what i've wanted it to do and even better
0: well, and for those of you that only listen occasionally, we we have someone that can identify with you because he only comes occasionally. And, uh, <laughs> but we're going to call on him
6: anyway. Uh, Gary Cooley,
0: uh, your overall impression
6: of it. Oh, yeah, thanks, Bill. Um, uh, yeah, for me, I, unfortunately, yeah, I am not able to be here as much as I would like to be. Uh, for me, it's really more of an extension of the class, and so I can say what you know about the class and how it's really impacted me because this is really just, you know, the next step for it. But, um, you know, for for me, it, w- it was actually really important. I don't know if I've actually even told you all of you guys some of this stuff. But, you know, um, my wife, when my wife passed away in 13 years ago, hmm. I tried visiting other Sunday school classes here in the school. And all, I mean, I need, in the church, I needed to keep my kids here because they were born and raised here. This the only church they knew. So I wanted to make sure they had the same... Um, you know kind of the authority figures and people they knew and comfort level and so I had tried you know I never really fit into other classes you know because they were either married and younger than me or single single and older than me or single and younger than me or whatever so it was it was kind of difficult for me so when I you know when uh when I finally did come to this class it was nice to just sit with guys and talk about things that guys talk about you know and so it, it was really kind of a it, it was a special thing for me. So, you guys did a really good job starting it. I'm telling you, if, if, you, if you're worried about affecting people, you, you you really helped me through a time that I don't know that you even know you helped me through. So That, that, that <laughs> is I might, awesome.
3: I might mention this right quick. Steve was assistant director behind Bill for a while in the class. Right. Now, Steve and Robert are not part of the class right now, but they're teaching their own classes, and both of them were members of the class for a reasonable mm-hmm. period of time, and, and I don't think we've ever mentioned that.
0: Uh, that's true and you know I as I was looking at different things and we're gonna go into a quick section of hits and misses things that you know that worked good for us and maybe things that we tried that didn't work so well and you know I was just you know because this is kind of based on a Sunday school I was you know thinking about attendance I I missed about 11 times I'm, I'm talking that hey man I gave a B plus effort (laughs) You know, so you know what I'm saying? So he's at a B plus I'm somewhere around a C or C maybe. I'm thinking, you
1: know, I
0: mean you need to improve your (laughs) grade. That's right. That's right. And we don't grade on the curve here. Yeah, I'm not getting getting credit. Not getting the gold star. One thing though that that really uh, drives me and I and I suspect that it's uh, many of the men out there, and I've said this before in the Sunday school classes, this. Men typically study as hard as they can to get the best degree they can. They train as hard as they can to be the best athlete they can. They are on their best behavior to get the best partner that they can. And yet, after all of that, and they come to a Sunday school class, And they start to say that, hey, I'm awesome. No, 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 you don't brag. Don't brag. But hey, you're men. Men need to have the opportunity, if you're awesome, to say it. But then also, if you're hurting, to be able to say that too. Because men need to be able to do that. And I've always said that, as far as a man, I'd rather... (laughs) play and lose, than not play. And I think the vast majority of men out there feel the same way. They want to be either the gladiator that's the victor, or the one who put up the fight. But they don't want to be the person in the stands. And I think that is what this is about. It's a Christian leadership experience. And that's what I think we go through here. Um, as far as the hits and the misses, um, man, I tell you what, um, I'll I'll do the hits first because you guys certainly know the misses. I mean, I can't believe it's a hundred, honestly. Uh, when we started off, I was thinking maybe ten, maybe twenty. If we were really if we were really good and committed, you know, maybe we'd hit thirty. Uh, but a hundred, this is just. This has just been awesome. And uh, I've had several comments that have come in to me from various places. But I'm amazed the amount of women comments. It's spiritual oasis for men. Obviously, it's designed for men. But the women are curious, too. And and I guess uh, the other thing as far as the uh, the things that we've done well is that that we're making a difference, and uh, the stuff that we put up, that the that professor does, and I have some friends that have, uh, did different designs, our logos and everything. It all looks good, it, which is pretty darn surprising. Yeah, you know, I mean the, the 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 logos, the pictures, and you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it looks like it's well done. Are um, these
3: good comments from
4: ladies?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that yeah. scares me. They've listened to all of and, them. And, and, and you know the thing about it is, and the, the biggest <laughs> one that comes up is that it's authentic and that they didn't expect it to be funny. Because the vast majority of religious talk is just. Not necessarily funny. Um, as far as the misses go, man, I thought the uh, gave man the caveman. I thought that would be a hit. I liked those comics. It's cute. I, I mean, it was cute stuff, but it just, uh, it was like a square wheel. Uh, it didn't really go anywhere. Um, but I and I guess uh you know we'll we'll keep trying stuff new more stuff and you know maybe that'll work, but I would have to say that's my disappointment because I thought Gabe was funny <laughs> just, a, just a big doofus, <laughs> you know but anyway and uh go back to Steve
5: um, well i i I look back at some of the the podcasts we did I think uh the uh, podcast series we did on the six battles, and we kind of broke from the script of the of Bible study lessons. And this that came that from Kyle. Kyle. Yes. Um, right. Let me, and, let and, let me and, just say, we had permission from our pastors to do right. that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and,
4: um, we
3: didn't go totally rogue. Right. Um, right. But what was the full name of that, Steve? Too <laughs> just for there. What was the full name of that? that the lesson we the did? Uh, the six,
5: six battles every man, man must, must win. win. Right. Uh, and actually Kyle probably remembers the author of the book, but it was Bill Perkins. Bill Perkins. Bill Perkins, yes. And, and uh, but I, I pretty much I, if I want to zoom in on one, it was the, the, the podcast we did about friendship because that's something that's something usually comes last in really men meeting their own needs. They'll, they'll put their family job, a lot of relationships will go in front of the, the, the relationships they need. Um, and and, and um, sometimes it's hard, but I think we covered how, how important it was and how spiritually important it was. Um, misses, I, I, I won't say it was a miss. I'd like to do it again. I'd like to do it more. It was a, probably was, it was a bit cumbersome. We tried video. Oh, yeah uh, and, right, uh, right. Um, it was it, I think we did a good job that that first adding I think it's an issue of logistics more than anything right uh, and you know we got extra time and such uh, I, I like doing it my, my I guess my disappointment is is we we weren't able to make it as work that work as, as as we had hoped but that's that's not Let's say it's, it's, the door isn't completely closed on that. I hope right, not. Right, right, right. So right. you're
2: talking about the discussion that we did on Samuel, um, the friendship one, when we were talking Jonathan and David. Yeah. yeah if it, it was, I right, mean, we, did yeah. A kind of, we
5: talked a little bit about Samuel. it. And, you, know, we did you, Sam. you want to know Samuel.
2: the funny thing about that is mm-hmm. I was trying to listen to a podcast <laughs> while I was driving uh, from the north side earlier today. Mm-hmm. That's the one I listened to. Oh, oh wow. Oh, I listened to episode... <laughs> On friendship, wow. uh, which is number 64, <laughs> and it was just wow. because it, remember? I couldn't get it to come up easily, <laughs> and so I hit podcast, and it was just one of like four or five that were downloaded, and I just hit one. Wow, and that happened to be the one, which is so wow! I mean, awesome. God does weird things like that, You <laughs> know, right. um, put it in, so professor. Um, so for my
4: hit. It's going to be the fact I'm kind of like you that we kept going because so we had this idea that we were going to do this and we started it and I think we did three lessons at the tail end of a Bible study we were doing once again where we Maxwell well well we had gone rogue with Pastor permission, and we were doing life at work which is how to use your faith in your career and on your job and we had been doing it at class and I. Had, kind of led that out and we said this is really good stuff and so let's do a podcast and so we did three of them and then Bill walks in and goes okay guys here's the next book so we're just going to do the Sunday school book and he set it down and we all looked at it and it was Genesis and we all went. Uh, oh, that's how gonna be terrible. Are we going to do this.
0: Yeah, I remember <laughs> and, that. And, I mean and I remember having being cre-
2: numbers or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but,
4: but it was we but it was Genesis one through six. And we had long conversations about trying to figure out how are we gonna stretch this to an hour or forty-five minutes even, right. you know, on the creation. And then those ended up being I, I think those solidified us as a podcast that we could actually carry on a conversation that wasn't a specific topical in nature but that we could take very specific scriptures and right. put men spin on them you know and don't get me wrong i love doing the topical stuff the life at work six battles every man must win i love doing that but i think the genesis was important for us as a group because it let us figure out that we could literally take scripture And a a quote unquote regular Sunday school lesson and turn it into something that men could use. Mm -hmm. So that was my hit. My miss, Kyle and I keep talking about this, and, and I know we're gonna get to it. It's just been a factor of I changed jobs in the past year, I had to move my mom into another place. Um, I tried to get out of our youth department. I love you, Katie. I will stay as long as you need me. <laughs> um, oh, my
2: but, God, you don't record things but, like but this. <laughs> Learn something from the media. Yeah. But, um, Sound bites live forever. I know they do.
4: But, um, but, it, but it is, you know, I agreed to stay, and part of the reason I wanted to drop was because we wanted to start developing and writing some curriculum. And I just felt like being able to get out of the youth department a little bit wouldn't... Free up a little bit of time that I'd be able to do to do that. And that's something I still really want to do. I really want us to develop man-up Sunday school literature curriculum that other men's groups can take and
0: use. Mm -hmm. Very good. Deacon Kyle, hits and misses.
2: You know, I don't really know too many misses. I I just look forward to, you know, we make mistakes. We've done some stupid stuff, you
0: know. Um, That's a
2: weekly thing. That, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. One guess was
0: me and you on location doing a podcast, just me and you.
2: That well, was that, that, was, that was part of you know, what I was thinking. is you no. Know, <laughs> so, but I mean, you that. Uh, well, so, uh, I listened to number 64, right? And there was two of the panelists that were unprepared for that lesson for whatever reason. Um, I think you were on vacation and something else, whatever. And um, you can still walk into this room and get caught up and be part of the conversation and not be left behind. The information is fairly straightforward. Most of us have read the scripture at one time or another. It's not completely foreign. Even if you don't understand it, you'll be able to draw off the other guy's and be able to you know, formulate a better understanding for yourself no matter what. And even when we've had that two-person panel, which Mike, wasn't you and I just one time? And Steve and I. Steve and I, Bill yeah, and I, yeah. right. I think you and I did one. I think, you know, so wow. even when we've had just two panelists show up, we're still able to pull off Maybe a shortened version for that evening, but to really have a good discussion, you know, and and that's the joy of being with this group is because you can pick any two of us and throw you in a room with a topic, and we're able to discuss it.
3: As long as you've studied, it does help if you've studied. dramatically helps (laughs) if (laughs) you've studied? Helps.
2: (laughs) Um, You know, so it's uh, it is truly amazing that, that we you know have gone this far yeah you know, i remember sitting down at the little coffee shop and making notes and saying all right who's committed <laughs> and you know who, we really were i mean i remember thinking of bill like bill and going 15 <laughs> we we could get to 15 we i'm sure 15, right but never thought 100 right you know and gaining speed
0: and gain speed, Judge.
2: Yes, uh, <clears throat> I,
3: I. I don't know whether I've said this out loud. I think I have. But I, I see the trees. I don't see the forest. Generally, Steve sees the forest. Mm-hmm. Bill, you see the forest, mm-hmm. and I look at trees and I try to put them together and make a forest of things. And so when, when Robert brings up this first portion of. Uh, the creation here, this is what my notes are all about. <laughs> <laughs> the intertwining. But my favorite, by far, my favorite podcast was on creation. And uh, and, and just a couple of notes on the trees I'm talking about. God creates light. He divides darkness from light. He creates a firmament in the waters. He separates the waters above and below the firmament. God creates dry land. Uh, then he creates earth and it brings forth grasses and herbs. And on the fourth day, the really interesting thing—he created male and female,
6: right.
3: <laughs> which was just a, uh, which was a big, big part of our discussion. Right at first, especially since uh, since there was a serpent that came and talked to the female, and as all of you know the story, the the female um, was convinced or convinced that she would accomplish something by eating the tree in the Garden of Eden that she was not supposed to eat. Now, folks, remember this, and this came out all in our discussion. If you go back and look at that, and I don't know which podcast it was, but if you listen to it, you'll find that, first of all, uh, even Adam and Eve did not know deceit. They didn't know lies. They didn't know sin. They didn't know evil. So when the serpent or Satan came and talked to them about these things, this was just totally foreign to them. I mean, who might not be Convinced that this was a great thing. I mean, I might be with the serpent talked to me, because he was he was like a used car salesman, right? And uh, and he succeeded in talking to him. And as you know, sin came into the world for all mankind for all time until Jesus Christ came and delivered us from sin through the cross. Now, a couple of questions that came up, and I mm-hmm. gotta gotta bring those to you for a minute. And and Robert Kochi brought them up, and and Steve may have brought up some of them too. Uh, So, Eve ate the apple. What would have happened if Adam had not eaten the apple? Eve did and Adam didn't. Okay. Eve would have to wear clothes and Adam would not. (laughs) No, Adam would have to wear clothes too because Eve would make him. (laughs) Folks, this is what we're getting at. Okay. So, what would have happened? What would happen if Adam and Eve did not eat the apple at all? Would we still have sin in the world? What would have happened if Adam and had eaten part of the apple and Eve had not? Would we still have sin as we know it?
2: Think, Things like that. I think Satan would have kept tempting. He yes. would have found one of us. Well, that, one of us would have been dumb enough. Right. Yeah, yeah.
3: That, that's the whole point. And that's what we ended up concluding on this discussion. But there were so many more questions we got into. And never. I would have never thought we'd enjoy that <laughs> that much with the type of questions of where we're going and what would have happened in this world today if either of them had done something different than what they did.
0: So and I think that's one problem. of the essence of this podcast, that people that are listening, they may have questions like that, and but have nobody to talk to. I can't talk to any of my coworkers. I don't talk to any of my neighbors uh, as frankly as we can talk about religious and this kind of stories either. Uh, so, Carrie, podcast you're basically five over. through eleven would get the first part of Genesis. You okay.
4: just <laughs> grabbed it real quick. No, That, oh, far bad? Bad. that yeah, really like was far back. Like I said, yeah, the first bad. three were 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 meant life at work. Then we did an Easter one,
0: and I yeah. think we did the Easter one because we were scared to start Genesis. Right, right. <laughs> so, Carrie, uh, any
6: uh, any hits or misses that you've seen? Well, obvious hits would have been the few podcasts that I was here for. Okay. <laughs> there you go. They were a hit because Karen was on board. No, they were a hit because it's the only time I the, I don't, know. I don't know, the only time I really knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, as far as the misses, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know why did you choose to thing. be here tonight? I chose to be here tonight, yes, and I and that's the one. We'll, we'll go back to just. I chose to be here tonight because Steve emailed me and told me we were going to have the 100th podcast. When could you be available? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you better be here,
6: right? And he had copied Bill and everyone, and I felt like it. I was. I wanted to be here for that with you guys. Yeah. And, uh, I That's mean, good. And so they gave me a, a far enough That's out good. schedule. I put it on my calendar, and I told them no matter what else was going on, I would tell everyone just too bad I have to go. So, have to go I said this the same thing. Day. That's what I did I started using
2: a scheduler, and I said I have a drop so, uh, drop again. time at
0: 5 o'clock I will be home no matter what you know,
2: so that I can be here for tonight
0: yeah. and speaking of drop time, that's what we're going to do because this is <laughs> the Man Up this is the break, hard break that we have to take the Man Up podcast number 100
4: Congrats on 100th podcast Man Up boys from the woman that sneak into your little spiritual oasis didn't expect you to be funny watch
0: yourself congratulations
4: Hey everyone, it's Brandon from Cinema Saints, congratulating Man Up Podcast on 100 episodes. Holy cow, what a milestone. Keep up the good work, guys. As for Cinema Saints, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play at Cinema
1: Saints Podcast.
0: And welcome back. This is the Man Up Podcast, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys. But this is not only is it our 100th podcast, but this is Holy Week here. And we don't want to uh, let that go by without talking about um, our lesson. We are in the Connect 360 Truth and Grace. This is our focal text: is John 19:1 through 30. <clears throat> and if you've been following along with this, uh, this is about uh, the crucifixion, lesson number 11, and it is finished. And what I'm going to do is I'll just go ahead and jump in. And uh, I'm going to read the scripture real quick, and that's John 19:1 through 30, <clears throat> and then we'll get back with the panel and discuss it. And then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews, gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law he must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from, he asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me, Pilate said? Don't you realize I have the power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who has handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king oppresses, opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramaic is Gabatha. It was the day of preparation for the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews, but they shouted, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king, Pilate asked? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over, over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. He went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha, where they crucified him. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciples whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.
2: You know, so, essentially, it's the stations of the cross here. Yeah. If you go to kind of more of a Catholic or Protestant you know, view of it, um, our church has put on an exceptional Stations of the Cross. If y'all haven't done it, I highly encourage when we're done, uh, go downstairs again for Katie. Uh, Musat was uh, in charge of it, and just phenomenal. Oh, was,
4: Kate, this was, I believe, that <laughs> it just
2: just absolutely phenomenal, guys. Um, you know, I've been through, you know, countless times. You know, growing up and. What she's put together with the verses and scriptures and thought processes and actually actions that you do to put yourself in that station at that moment is just fantastic. You can also find that on our Facebook page for Sugarland and Baptist uh, Church, and they've got some pictures of it if you can't make it and you're, you're listening from afar. Um, the, the other part that I just wanted to mention, and it's, it's great to be able to listen. You know, sometimes I've stated this, that this version is, is gobbledygook, and I don't hear a thing. But you switch to the message or something of the like, and you may hear the verses the way they were intended. Um, we were watching it last night, and that's why it, it's really, you know, vivid in my mind. Uh, History Channel's put out a new episode. They've been doing some great series. Uh, and it's Jesus, his life. And the premise of their show is um, from the people that knew him best. So they did Joseph, father, Mary, mother, John the Baptist. Um, they did um, Judas Iscariot and Pilate. And so that was the two that we watched last night. You know, it was the betrayal. And just a fantastic job. Of course, they're taking some creative licenses here and there. Um, but a a fantastic way to learn as well of what this lesson is all about. You know, because it shows it in a different light. It makes you think what this class does. It makes you think in a different way. Because they gave, you know, uh, what was it? uh, Where he said, you're no friend of Caesar, wherever that is. I don't see it there.
5: If you free him, you write it. it, it, 13, verse 13. Verse 12.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that was portrayed in, in a hallway with just Pilate and Caiaphas. You know, and it's, he had something on him. There was some dirt that he knew, and he knew if he threw that at him, he'd have no choice but to kill Jesus, you know. Well, um, I, I have, so not, it I have not, seen it.
5: I've not seen it, but historically... Uh, it's, it's an interesting interpretation. I'll throw it in Dr. Um if, For those out there who remember the series I Claudius, historically uh, Sejanus, who was the head of Praetorian Guard for Tiberius, tried to overthrow Tiberius and failed, and thus there was a huge bloodbath. Um, this was probably around AD 30, before this, but Pilate was a friend of Sejanus. So while he was not in Rome at the time of this attempted coup he was probably on Tiberius's List. blacklist. Yeah. And so and and so one re- and, and it is one reason Pilate that that that's it's interesting verse it sits there but that really gets to Pilate. You're not a friend yeah. of if you're not a friend of Caesar what are you? Right. Well, and they can
2: go back and throw it. Oh, well, you know, he wasn't following because he's a blasphemous and he's mm-hmm. supposed to kill it according to our laws and throw it yeah. back mm-hmm. and get him further
0: into that mm-hmm. blacklist. Mm-hmm. Professor, you're a basic well, overview of this.
4: The, I, I, I'm going to focus more on the end of it. Um, the verses that aren't captured here, the statements that aren't captured here, um, Jesus' words on the cross... The yes. words he issued before this are Father, why have you forsaken me? And what what most people don't realize for three hours as important as everything in the universe that we've known that happened. From creation, all through everything. If you look at man's history, you know, the fall of the Roman Empire, D-Day, um, we live. 30-something miles from the Battle of San Jacinto, which has been rated as one of the five most historical battles in the history of the world because it opened the western United States up to the United States. All of those moments pale in comparison to these three hours from roughly noon to 3 p.m. when Jesus was hung on the cross. The entire fate of creation mankind and our relationship with God hung in balance at that exact moment. Because Christ literally, what most people don't realize, Christ could have said, forget this, take me down and I'm done. And we would be in the same boat we're in now. And a lot of people, uh, Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion, really focuses on the physical torment of crucifixion and flogging and all that good stuff. And it's interesting, the gospel writers didn't really ponder it or stay with it. And part of that I believe is because at the moment when Jesus cries out before he says it is finished, he says my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? From before creation that we talked about early on Mm -hmm. until this moment Even when Christ was born and became a man, there was always an eternal connection between Jesus and God. At that exact moment, Jesus became sin, and God severed that connection with him and turned away. That's the redemption moment, and that is why right after that occurs, he can say, it is finished, and die. And I think that right there is, the physical stuff pales in comparison to what was going on, on
0: a spiritual level with Jesus. Right. While he on the cross. Professor, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean judge, my, you. Do, do you want to follow uh, what the professor said? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I think it's fascinating. Again, I look at the the facts here. I, I look at the the previous uh, chapter with John 18, and we see that he's brought before Pilate, and the uh, and the Jews are accusing him of of claiming to be a king. and And Pilate confronts Jesus, says, "Are you a king?" He says, "Well, not of this kingdom." He says, "If I were, my subjects would fight for me. They would free for they would free me. They would deliver me." And then it comes up again in John 19, which you read, Bill. Uh, then they, they want to crucify him, they want to kill him because he is claimed to be the son of God. So if it's not being a king, his kingdom is not of this world, then it's because he blasphemed the holy God by saying he's the son of God. Uh, one of the things I, I find fascinating toward the end was when Pilate, uh, Pilate did not want to crucify him, and as the guys have said, uh, the The Jews have talked him into it, and they held his feet to the ground, possibly from past smut that he has done, or something connected with the possibly the overthrow of Caesar. And uh, and they uh, they threaten him, and he goes ahead and he orders that Jesus be crucified. Now when when they crucified Jesus above him, they are to put a plaque stating what his sin or his wrongdoing or his uh, crime is. And, and Pilate states above Jesus, the king of the Jews, that's his crime. Which, which Bill, I think you said in the last couple of you noticed, this is the way he gets back at him, Because oh, yeah, there absolutely. is no crime in being the oh, king yeah. of the Jews, <laughs> right. Right? right? Absolutely right. not. He's trying to insult them and humiliate them. Right, and, and they get and I they get mad and
6: say, "Well, I don't know. There's not a crime in being king of the Jews because they're a Roman province."
3: <laughs> yeah. So but
6: claiming to be king of the Jews mm-hmm. is by is sedition in effect. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> you're, you're looking at from the part of Rome. I'm well, looking from Pilate. Pilate. <laughs> Pilate you know, not, Rome. Yeah. He might be making two statements too to the people that the Romans that are saying you're no friend of Caesar. Oh yeah, yeah no, 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 no. And, and to the Jews saying. He's sticking it to them at the same time, it no, up to the you other know, guys. Like exactly. 12, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, mean, yeah, I know. So I thought it was fascinating that this this sign was supposed to be his crime, and what he wrote on the sign was uh, "King of Jews," and uh, I, I thought that was a great way he uh, he them. Um, anyway, uh, that, that stood up in my mind. Um, then the fact also, if if y'all remember reading, Christ goes into Pilate inside the uh, the judgment area. The Jews cannot come in there because they're getting ready for the Passover. They wait outside. So he goes in and talks to Jesus. Then he goes out and talks to the, the, the Jewish leaders again and says, "Do you really want him crucified?" Or here, and they scream, "Yes, crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him!" Um, they can't go in there because it will. It will. Um, Dirtying them, what's word? Yes, clean, yes. Unclean, unclean. You're pure. You're You're pure. unclean. Yeah, right? Yes. the Passover, which mm-hmm. is coming up the next day, so it's important that Jesus died in one day's time, and it's so it's so perfect the timing of this, and Isaiah predicts this. He dies the day before Passover, and he is the real Passover lamb, right? Originally, the celebration yeah. was for the. The, the lamb that was put on the doorposts in Egypt, when the angel death angel passed by the Jewish people who had placed the blood of the lamb on their doorposts, here Christ is, the actual lamb, and I see the blood. I will pass.
0: <clears throat> yeah, you know, the, the amazing yes. Yes. thing about this uh, story for me, um, and I, I always like to put the man spin on things, and when something. And, and this is particularly important in today's day and age. If you as a man, and say in your business or something, you do something good, that person or customer may tell two people. If you do something bad or slip up, they <laughs> will tell 2,222 <laughs> people and retweet it thousands of times <coughs> what you did. Okay, you know? And, and when I it, and there when, and there,
4: are, there are very huge statistics on that from a customer service training perspective.
0: Oh, oh, I have. Oh, I have oh, no doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt. And, <laughs> and here, and, and, and you are correct, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. and, and that's yeah. just and, and that's just the man thing. And and think about in this in and uh, we've talked many times about the lessons, and I hope that in order to understand, a lot of times you have to put yourself in different characters. This, I definitely identify with Pilate. He didn't want to crucify him. He was just forced into it. Come on. I just want to make it through. I just want to make it through. You know, he gave every chance to, to let him off. But but the uh, the circumstances were against him. It was the day before Passover. So think about it. The good Jews were probably out making preparations. Yes, for Passover. Yeah. And they, they had all the dirt bags that wanted Jesus crucified. Mm-hmm. Right? And those are the ones that showed up, you know, the troublemakers, the ones
5: No, they and, were the temple elites. I
0: was saying if they, they were the chief they were not they, the were not here.
5: they chief were not. Christ no, here, this yeah. is this is your you're right to a certain extent. And and I think also this is something for our church to remember. These were the so we, we they were the leaders of the temple. They were hip deep in Roman
0: politics. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh and yeah. yes, absolutely. At the
5: end of the day, at the end of the and, and to the point where they say, "We have no king but Caesar." This is Caiaphas and his buddies. Talk about forsaking God together. The basically, know. they're out accusing Jesus. Of blasphemy, they just elevated the Roman prefect Absolutely.
2: above the Lord, above, above their own yeah. God. Right. And
5: and but I think the lesson here also is, if you call it temple leadership in this case, church leadership gets into bed with the state. The state is going to have the final. They're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, do so at your peril, or do so uh, that's, right. Okay, so, <laughs> that's right. So I'm going to bring up.
4: I, okay, so I'm weird, and I read weird things. So I read an article. That was Robert on, that said that. I, so. That was me. I admit it. The I read an article on the history of Notre Dame Cathedral oh. <laughs> after okay. the fire because I was mm-hmm. just. You know, other than, hey, I knew it was in mm-hmm. Paris. I knew it was famous. I knew it was a medieval. And they based a Disney movie called The Hunchback of Notre Dame on it. I hope you got of the, That be yeah, <laughs> yeah, the novel. So, but, but what I was amazed with is how many times it had been destroyed, rebuilt. During the French Revolution, the priest basically renounced everything. I allowed him to set up a cult of reason in Notre Dame <laughs> Cathedral, <laughs> and then a and then a um, idol to the Supreme Being or something like that. I was trying to. It, it was one of those I got to do more. Yeah, there it was inside the cathedral. Yes, no, it was. The yes. deists kind of took. Yeah, the deists totally took over the cathedral, <laughs> and the cult of reason and the
5: deity of the well, Supreme well, it Being. Was, it was were, Hugo's novel that kind of made right, it. <laughs> right, made it a star again. Brought yeah. it back to prominence. So it was kind but, of but
4: very, during but during the French Revolution,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and you're in, we all know how poorly that turned out for everybody.
0: Okay, and now turn that rabbit turn. hole yeah. back in. So, so
4: the yeah. rabbit hole yeah. is to Steve point, though, to all put right. a history spin back on it, where when you get when we get in bed, it's easy from the man's perspective to go along to get along. To follow along with what's going on with the crowd. Whereas as Christian men, we're called to be countercultural. And we've talked about this mm-hmm. time and time again in our, in our podcast. We're called to be salt, light, swim against the current. Whatever phrase you want to use there, we're called to point out what can happen if we don't have Christianity in our lives. And the manspin there really is, guys. It's up to us as men to really lead out on our families and with in our communities in faith to let them see how faith can change and can change us for the better.
0: It's hard to believe, but we're coming down to the end already of this 100th podcast. Uh, I just hope and pray that you out there um, are taking advantage for the reason for the season and being a part of each of the steps of the cross so you can lead your family into the meaning of what it means to your faith walking and and with that going to go around the room and get some final thoughts uh from the panel and uh mr pink deacon
2: kyle you know just for the uh The listeners out there, something to kind of chew on. My perspective again. We watched that uh, the episode of of, from uh, Pilate's point of view and from Judas's point of view. Now, Judas, I won't even get into, but uh, you know, the the one with Pilate had you know quite a bit of Caiaphas, and so you kind of got an interesting perspective. And I'm with Bill that. Pilate really, I don't think, wanted to kill Jesus. He didn't find any basis for it. He didn't see that he was doing anything truly wrong, you know, whatever. Caiaphas, now, I'll agree with Steve that he was definitely ways deep in the political thing. But at the same time, I don't think he had much of a choice in the matter either. Because, you know, so that, that week... Jesus comes into Jerusalem and he goes in and he's throwing the temple, you know, throwing the money changers and all that. He's causing civil unrest. Jesus is. Right there, publicly. You know, there's guards standing close. They would have heard it. The rumor is going to get back to Pilate that somebody was causing a ruckus in the temple just before the Passover. You know. So, I think, you know, if you look at historically, that pilot was pretty brutal. I mean, they didn't have a problem just killing people for the heck of it. You know, oh, you? You're causing trouble? Well, let's whack you and all of your friends and family, and "Eh, that's 150 people. Whatever. Let's crucify them along the street. Right. Let's make sure that everyone knows not to do stupid stuff in my town. And so I think Caiaphas was caught up in the middle of that as well, that he had to do what he did, in his mind anyway, to save the people that were under him from the brutality that could have come from one man causing a ruckus in the temple.
4: Caiaphas prophesied that it was better for one man to die for the nation than all perish. Yes, all perish.
2: yes, exactly. And, you know, but at the same time, without Judas and Caiaphas and Pilate and all the rest, the story wouldn't be what it is. Right, right. Judge, they all, they're all, they're, all they're, spoke, they're all a spoke. Yep, they're all a spoke. <laughs> they're all a spoke in the wheel.
3: Uh, folks, we, um, it, it's always a privilege to be here and uh, share with you, with these men, around the table. Um, If you've not accepted Christ, we're coming up to the reason we believe and what we believe. And that's simply that Christ died on the cross. And he died for our sins. And he died that one day he might live inside of us and the Holy Spirit might live inside us. If you've never accepted Christ, we ask you to do that. And uh, we ask you to also, Bill always invites you to find a church uh, where they preach the gospel and where they preach the Bible, we don't tell you which church to go to. You can you can join us at Sugarland Baptist Church, but once again, if you've not accepted Christ, uh, we encourage you to do that. We ask you to ask Him into your life and to ask Him to forgive your sins, and then make an effort and to read the Bible. You can start with the book we're in, John, and then also uh, uh, ask the Lord to give you strength to walk in the way and the direction he shows you in this to live for Christ.
0: Excellent. Professor?
3: Um, I'm just
4: going to take a moment and say thank you to everybody. The panelists, um, Sugar Land Baptist Church for actually letting us Absolutely. meet here and do what? Yeah. And most importantly, everyone who's listened to our podcast for these past yes. 100 times. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your spiritual walk as you've come in. Um, we're going to keep going. So we're not stopping. Right. Um, so do follow us on Twitter at Mana Spiritual Oasis or on Facebook. As Bill said, everything is on our S- Countdown SoundCloud. Also, want to encourage you, you can go to www.manaspiritualoasis.com and that's our website, and that actually will get you to. SoundCloud for our podcast all of the, the first the last five podcasts are on a web part on the first page um, a click will get you to our Twitter pe- feed another click will get you to our Facebook page and right. if you click on the web part it will take you to our actual um, take you to our actual SoundCloud site where you can see all 100 right. of the podcast um, in addition this may be the scary part you can see pictures and what we look like um, <laughs> like I said, maybe the scary part. But I, I just, I do want to thank everybody who's listened to us for the Excellent. past year with this.
0: Kerry
6: Cooley, glad you're here. Give your basic summary of this, sir. Well, my summary of this, this is a lot different than the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus is begging God to take the cup from him. Because mm-hmm. it's, the, I mean, he's already decided he's going through this thing throughout this. And more than any other version of this, of the crucifixion story, John makes it look like. Jesus is 100% in control of everything that's going on. I mean, the words he's speaking are spoken for a reason. Um, I've heard different versions of the, why hast thou forsaken me? Because, yep. you know, Psalm 22 says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It starts off that way, and that's the, most, that's the messianic prophecy right there, that he's basically just referring people to that, to say this is what's happening right now, you know. Um, so whether he is or not, you know, um, it really shows to me the, um, the actual um, authority and kingship of Jesus because he's 100% in control. He knows he can stop it at any time. He knows he's already decided how it's going to happen. Pilate really doesn't have a choice because he's, been, he's the one designated to do this because Jesus is going to die on the cross right now. That's I, <laughs> that's, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Everybody in here is basically pawns in the story of right, what's yeah. actually happening. And so, I mean, I know they have their own little, their personal situations going on with them and, and God, okay? But as far as actually what physically is happening, they're just there, okay? Because it's already been decided. And so that's why I think it's really a, 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 such a... It just shows that Jesus is not a victim. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he's 100% in control. Right. He knows he's coming back. He, he knows this is not it right you know this is just the this is just my initiation if you will to be the king right and so uh, yeah. Steve Titch.
5: well Carrie's saying we've been studying Gospel of John for, for a good about nine weeks we skipped ahead a couple of just to do this and we'll continue to do it but as we even go back to chapter one this is where the gospel of John points to the uh, Chapter 19, the, the passion and death, and, and then and then the resurrection, the, you know, maybe the most important three days in the history of the world, um, for us anyway. And <laughs> no, maybe there, uh, no um, and, and it's uh, but this is this is what it's all about. It is finished. That being the work of the cross, the work of salvation, it's done um, once and for all. And it is to be followed up on by 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 the resurrection, which we get to do next week. Uh, but uh, I can only you know second what what uh, uh, what Mike was saying, and is that this is you know it's uh, this is your savior. This is the, this is deliverance, uh, the freedom that we all seek, and it happened on that on this this. Day, this, this spring day in, in the Middle East, some 2000, 2,100 years ago.
0: Um. And I wanted to thank you, too. My name is Bill Cox. Uh, being the host, uh, director of Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, it, this has been a great run uh, for 100 podcasts. And to have it end uh, in Holy Week, have the hundredth is absolutely an honor wow. but I also I also feel though that this is a real man moment it's your chance to step up as leaders of your family your circle of influence and Show them meaning uh, of the season and to lead your family your circle of influence to this. Invite each and every one of you to join a local uh, Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. And when you go, join an adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school class and find a men's only group. And if there isn't one, start one. This has been Opsman, podcast number 100. Thanks so much.
2: Well, I am John Cates, and uh, I am the guy who did some things here at the church, and apparently I just kind of fool around, and then this guy, he took it and ran with it, created Man Up. Holy cow. What a great deal. A hundred? You've done a hundred podcasts? That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. I am
0: so proud just to know you and be around it, and be involved. Be involved. There you go. (laughs) And that is John Cade, CEO of Lifeway and also of the root class called Tool Time that created Man Up. Tool
1: Time.
0: Hey, it's all your fault, but thanks, John. (laughs) Yeah. And we hope to be around for 100 more. All right. You've been listening to Man Up. You've watched. dedicated to the uncommon man created by equally uncommon men
1: if i
2: were the man i was five years ago i'd take a flamethrower to this place
0: you can contact us on facebook under man up post questions and we'll answer them right here on the man up podcast